Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today, I'm sharing more of my conversation with Doug Brignoli, and we are talking about why just doing endless cardio is not the answer and how your body will adapt and that routine will potentially end up backfiring over time. So we're going to talk about that today. Doug is former Mr. Universe. He is a bodybuilder, but more than that, he is very intelligent. He really understands biomechanics on a deep level. And his book, The Physics of Resistance Exercise, is one that I refer to all the time. It's one that I've learned a ton from. So if you're interested in that book, I do highly recommend. I You can also find his information on DougBrignoli.com. Before we get into our conversation, I want to do something that I've never done before and share a story with you. I think that so many of our listeners are, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe younger, maybe older, but a lot of them tend to be in that 30, 40, 50 range and they're women. And I had an Evelyn member reach out to me and give me her amazing story. And it just relates to our topic today so perfectly. And it was very ironic. The timing was perfect. She just sent this to me last week. And it's about essentially how it's about her story of burnout and how she was doing more and more and more, eating less, 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 and how that was backfiring for her. So I want to quickly share her story before we get into the interview. So this is from an Evelyn member, Rachel, and Rachel wrote this story and gave me permission to share it, but I just think that it will really inspire so many of you who need to hear this message. So here are Rachel's words. During both of my pregnancies, I gained a lot of weight. With my first pregnancy, I put on over 50 pounds, and despite my best attempts to control the weight the second time around, I still gained 35 pounds. After my girls were born, I did a lot of what moms do, and I turned to the internet in search of something to help me lose the baby weight. I ended up starting a well-known streaming program that is specifically geared towards women working out 30 to 45 minutes, five to seven days a week. I also used a well-known app called MyFitnessPal that recommended a strict 1,100 calorie intake goal. Initially, this combination worked great. Weight was coming off, I was getting stronger and more toned. That is until my progress stalled. I was already struggling to stay under the restrictive calorie goal, so I pushed my workouts up an hour, five to seven days a week. So she went from 30 to 45 minutes to an hour, five to seven days a week. Once again, I saw great results and even hit my goal weight, but after some time, the weight started to creep back up. Unsure of how to regain my progress, I started intermittent fasting. Then I cut out almost all carbs, and finally, I added an additional 30 minutes of cardio into my routine two to three days a week on top of what I was already doing. At that point, many things started to go wrong. I started to have constant injuries, especially involving my shoulders and neck. I started waking up every night around 3 a.m., and it was almost impossible to fall back asleep. I was always tired, and this caused me to become easily irritated. She said, my poor kids and husband. (laughs) I also had become borderline obsessive about workouts and the food that I ate. My entire plan to get my weight back on track was causing me far more stress instead of the relief that I was seeking. In retrospect, I can see that my workouts and restrictive diet were flooding my body with stress hormones, and I was in overdrive all the time. Unfortunately, I think that's a really common story for moms in their 40s. Then COVID hit, and you know what happened next. 
Schools closed, our jobs moved to remote work, and life became just too much. I started following Shannon, listening to her content and other accounts that were pro-metabolic, and I knew that I had to make a change. So I did something that may surprise you. I stopped my workouts and started eating in an effort to quote-unquote fix my metabolism. And I don't have to tell you, but the results were predictable. I quickly gained 15 pounds, which is a lot of weight on my 5'2 frame. Adding that much weight in a short amount of time was mentally very challenging for me. I've always put being thin ahead of being healthy. There were many times that I was tempted to start restricting and go back to the frequent intense workout schedule in an attempt to get the weight off as quickly as possible. Fortunately, I learned from Shanna's podcast and previous experience that that route of just working out harder and eating less was just a race to the bottom and it's not sustainable. I was also starting to see positive results as far as improved sleep and mood from eating more and not pushing myself through six plus hours of intense workouts every week. These improvements really did encourage me to continue on this path to try to figure this out. As I tried to find a new routine, I floundered for a while trying to combine my old workouts with Evlo workouts because I was still terrified of getting quote unquote bulky from weight training. And then by December of 2021, I was up 20 pounds and was extremely unhappy about my weight. It was around this time that I heard episode number 21 of Fit Body Happy Joints called Debunking That Burning More Calories Leads to Faster Weight Loss, and also episode number 39, which is the five basics that drive results that most people don't follow. And these two episodes just flipped a switch for me. I decided that I needed to take some time and focus on the nutrition side of the equation. I went through a ton of nutrition content and decided that macro tracking made the most sense to me based on the science. It was clear to me that the 1,100 calories that I had been trying to live on for years was actually working against me and would never be sustainable. I initially tried to use my fitness pal for macro tracking, but it really wasn't great for this purpose. And then after doing some research, I found Macro Factor, which was recently launched by the guys over at Stronger by Science, specifically to make macro tracking easy. Macro Factor Macro Factor has built-in coaching, which dynamically adjusts the target each week based on your results. The program gave me an allowance of 1,500 calories and then 160 plus grams of carbs, which was awesome. And I started to see the, the weight come off during the first week. It didn't make any sense. My mind was blown. I was losing weight while eating more calories and working out less. As my weight loss continued, I became 100% committed to the Evlo program, and my current schedule is working out four times per week. I do lower body build, upper body build, burn, and full body build and burn. So that's less than 2.5 hours per week. Sometimes if I'm feeling great, I'll add a low impact cardio or cardio burst class, but that's maybe only a few times a month. Since the end of December, I am now down 15 pounds. I cannot believe that I am able to get these amazing results with reasonable food and exercise, especially because I came from a routine where I was basically starving myself, working out five to seven days per week for 60 to 90 minutes. Macros in combination with Evlo is giving me fantastic, sustainable results. This combination has been life-changing for me. This is why I was so excited to hear that the Evlo Nutrition Program is incorporating macros. 
I am confident that this tool is going to be just as helpful for other women who are also struggling with their weight. So that is Rachel's story. And I just wanted to share that just as some encouragement for those of you that may be struggling with this to continue tinkering, continue trying, see how you can work with your body instead of against your body. And one thing that I really loved that wasn't in Rachel's written story, but that she shared with me personally of her messages was that she she is so happy to have so much time back with her family. And she feels like she can kind of like treat her family better because she isn't in a state of fight or flight all the time. So I just thought this was really powerful. And again, just some encouragement to take care of your body with exercise and with food instead of just, you know, cutting more and exercising more, which ultimately, as we can see for so many women, just leads to burnout. So I'm really inspired by this story. I hope you are too. Rachel, thank you so much for sharing. And without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Doug. You know, um, there's an interesting thing that happens, and that is that whatever you do exclusively ends up getting your body very good at that thing, right? So if you do nothing but cardio, then your body starts to learn how to be more fuel efficient, how to conserve fuel, right? So you can actually test this, right? So I I experimented this years ago when I would get on the stationary bike. I hadn't been doing cardio. I would start pedaling at X level and my heart rate would be around, you know, 118, 119. And then I would keep doing this. And after like two or three months, same intensity, same speed, my heart rate is like 112, 109. Yes. <laughs> 101. It's like, wait a minute, I want to be burning more calories. I don't want. So, so the way to, to burn more calories, ironically, is to be fuel inefficient. Right. So imagine that your bought your car is as smart as your body is. Right. Imagine that you're trying to go. Well, we live here in L.A. Right. So imagine you're driving from L.A. to 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 Las Vegas. It's a long way. Right. So and 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 your bought your car is sensing that there's a shortage of fuel. So it starts to convert its V8 motor into a six cylinder motor into a four cylinder motor. It starts to reduce the rate at which it burns calories so that it can survive, right? Mm-hmm. But what you want is you want that V8 motor. You want a gas guzzler. How do you do that? Resistance exercise. Mm-hmm. Because resistance exercise is mostly a carbohydrate burner. And so it, but it also keeps you from getting very fuel efficient. That means you do a little, you mix it all up. You do some resistance exercise. Next time you go do cardio, you will burn fat at a faster rate than you would have had you not done the weight training, because now you're telling your body to be efficient at burning glucose and carbohydrate and glycogen. Also, it says, I can't do both very well. And you say, tough, I want you to burn a lot of fat. Yeah, right. Which is probably, you know, this speaks to one of the reasons why I think, you know, someone will start a cardio routine and lose some fat and then kind of plateau and they'll stop you know, losing fat or, or they'll lose it at a much slower rate. Um, this is also, (laughs) have you heard of the constrained total energy expenditure theory? No. Okay. I'll send you this article. I, I, uh, I reference this all the time because it's really interesting. Um, Henry, I think it's, oh no, his, his name is Herman Ponsner. 
And he did a study in Tanzania of hunter gatherers. And um, he, he, his hypothesis was these people must burn so many calories throughout the day. Cause they're extremely active. They're moving they're They're on their feet all day long. They must burn a ton of calories. And he calculated the amount of calories that they burned and they ended up burning per day on average, a similar amount that like an, the average American burned. And so he came up with this theory, the constrained energy theory, which is that at a certain amount of calories burned, your body tends to level off in order to like constrain the energy that you're burning Mm -hmm. and it'll take from other processes. It'll downregulate other processes like digestion, um, mood, your immune system, things like that. So I don't know, just interested in your take on that. It makes sense. I mean, the body just wants to survive. So it'll make whatever adjustments it needs to make. It doesn't care what you look like, right? So if it senses, this is the problem with doing a huge caloric deficit, right? So people go from, let's say, eating 3,000 calories a day to eating 800 calories a day. Well, the body's going to go into panic mode, Mm -hmm. right? So it it will not let you be in that much of a caloric deficit every single day. So it starts to reduce its thyroid production. It starts to reduce its testosterone production. It wants you to lose muscle. It wants to slow down your metabolism. Again, it doesn't care what you look like. It's just trying to survive, right? Mm-hmm. So you end up painting yourself into a corner, which means that eventually your metabolism is slowed down to 800, right? Now, what are you yeah. going to do? Now you eat a thousand calories and your body says 200 calorie surplus eh, 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 instead of going, well, it's still only a thousand compared to the three. No, it doesn't care. It's more than what it's used to. So now it starts to gain weight, even though you're still not eating very much. Yeah. Right. And so it's like this whole eat less, move more thing, I think is sometimes misunderstood by people and they take it to the extremes. Yeah. They take it to the extremes where they're like, okay, well, that means I need to be in a 500 calorie deficit and I need to be burning a thousand calories in every single workout or whatever it is. The critical thing here, and I, and I hate to say it because it's not what everybody wants to hear. And that is that everybody has a different set point, right? So, you know, my percentage of body fat without making much of an effort is usually hovers around, let's say 12%. I'm an ectomorph, right? So, but if, but other people who eat less than me might have 22% body fat. So if, so for them to lose weight, they're going to have to sacrifice more than I would have to sacrifice. Right. And it's just not fair. Right. And not only is it not fair, the farther they get from their set point, the more their body sabotages their efforts. The more the body wants to get back to where it was not caring that you don't like where it was. Right. And so that's why we have to do this in the wisest, most sensible, most strategic way right? So that not everyone can get to the same level of leanness. I mean, just flat out. Um, Some people can get to the level of leanness of that picture they've taped on their refrigerator, but not without an enormous amount of sacrifice. And the more sacrifice, the more deprivation, I should say, the more deprivation that they've, they've done, the more likely it is their body is fighting back. And so we have to be if we put our body into a caloric deficit, we have to do it a little bit at a time. We have to make sure our, our blood work is, is good. Our thyroid level is good. Our estradiol is good. All the hormones are good. Yeah. 
it just speaks to um, if you have a lot of weight to lose, moving slow and test, retest, test, retest, figure out the dosage that's working for your body, figure out. Yeah, I know. It's so frustrating that there's really no one size fits all. And I read, I read something that said genetics play like 70% of the role in how your body adapts to exercise and all of that. So, you know, um, we are not biochemists, but even the biochemists haven't figured it out, right? We are trainers. And our job is to help people improve the way they look and the way they feel. And so when they come to us and they say, you know, I weigh 200 pounds, I'm a female, you know, at my height, I should be weighing 120 or 125. I've got 75 pounds to lose. What do I do? You know, we can only give them so much. We can only prescribe this much exercise and this much diet and this much this and this much that. And I mean, I've, I've, it's frustrating as a trainer because you can't solve everyone's problem. Yeah, definitely. Well, that brings me to my next question, which is, um, do you train men and women differently? I mean, we kind of, you kind of already answered this in the sense that you do give everyone a little bit of an individual approach, but are there some like generalizations that you do for men versus women or do you kind of keep it the same? Well, the one thing I will say for sure is that men and women's mechanics, body mechanics is the same, right? Everybody's elbow does the same thing. Everybody's shoulder does the same thing. Your lateral deltoid does the exact same thing my lateral deltoid does, which means that your lateral deltoid would benefit from the exact same exercise that mine would, right? So it would be wrong to say, if you want to build your side deltoid, you're going to do that exercise. But if I want to build my, I'm going to do this exercise. It doesn't work that way, right? So anything related to biomechanics is the same. Exactly the same for men and women. Um, in fact, it's the same whether you're young or old. It's the same whether you're training for football or bodybuilding or you're just training for general fitness. Biomechanics is universal. Now, how you apply it can be changed, whether you do high reps, low reps, the frequency, the number of sets you do. Um, the amount of weight you use, the percentage of maximum effort you use, all of those things can be tailored around your goal and your emotional tolerance and your ambition and injuries if you have any injuries and things like that. But um, it's safe to say, broadly speaking, that most women don't want to build muscle the same way men want to build muscle. And women prioritize fat loss more than men prioritize fat loss. But the one thing I will say is when it comes to glute exercises, Women always emphasize the glutes, right? Maybe more so than the men. Again, same mechanics. Same mechanics. The same mechanic, but builds the glute for one person, builds the glute for another. There you have it. There's our conversation with Doug. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Again, if you want to check out Doug, his book is The Physics of Resistance Exercise. You can find it on Amazon or you can go to DougBrignoli.com. And have a great Thursday. We will see you all next week. Bye.